Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the 365 Message Center Show. This week, we are talking about uh, some Teams updates, so preventing attendees from showing their video in Teams meetings. We're talking about Viva Connections for Microsoft Teams desktop client and changing the way we change permissions on sharing links. Let's roll it. The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, Daryl. Nice to see you, my friend. You too. So so we have some Teams updates for a change, huh? Yeah, I I feel like we've we've done a poor job of making sure that, you know, Teams is part of our show. Mm, yeah, look, uh, there's, pl there's plenty changing always in the products, aren't there? So yeah. uh, if, if it's the, the hub for teamwork and it's, I think we've got past it just being a place to connect stuff, but there are there are things that are definitely happening and that are significant. We, though, mm. we do mention other things too, and uh, we'll see some of that in the show today. Most certainly. Um, we It is not a just a Teams update show. We've got quite a few updates, but... Saying that, though, we are going to start off with a, uh, well, it's it's a combo here, right? It's Viva Connections for Microsoft mm. Teams. Yeah. Uh, now, I took a closer look at this, um, this message. We, we've been commonly talking about it as, oh, isn't that just the, the home site app? Well, it's now, if you have a close look at this message, it is formally known as the home site app. Viva Connections is a lot more than that. So what do we got? MC244743 Viva Connections for the Microsoft Teams desktop client. This update's coming to the desktop client first. Uh, we're not going to see it necessarily for um, the Teams within the web browser or Teams on your mobile at this stage, uh, but that's where they'll start. Now, it's also quite deceptive in that there is more to prepare for this than you realize. First of all, I'll explain a bit more about what it is and some of the advantages. Uh, so Daniel showing up on the screen. Yes, at a first glance, wow, it looks like it's just the internet coming to Teams. But we do have a menu on the side, which they call the global navigation, um, and that will become available too as part of the app. Um, the app will be something that you can name for yourself. You can provide a an icon. Um, so in that sense, you're giving a bit of branding. And within that global nav, you'll also have an area for some of the sites that you frequent and follow and some news that will be relevant to you. So that whole global nav pane is more than just navigation. Um, it's said that by bringing the internet in like this in a home site or what we call Viva Connections, it is about bringing an org brand and identity. Um, so more than just the internet homepage, but but also uh, a place to to catch up with with everything there. Now um, let's get to that preparation stuff. I know Daniel, you've taken a closer look at this as well in anticipation. Do you think that people should take a closer look at these steps and really understand them, or is it something that on the day when this is available, it'll be pretty easy to get through? I. I don't, I'm not going to say easy, but I think it, it, as long as you follow steps, I think Microsoft has realized this is not a click one button and you're done process. So they've documented it 
pretty well. You And this is kind of the same types of list of when we talked about having that global navigation, you know, the SharePoint app bar, as it's called. Um, so setting up a home site in your tenant, right? And setting up the navigation in uh, on that site of your home site. I mean, those are all things that you need to do for that that uh, navigation uh, in SharePoint. So um, that's that's all great. You should have either already done it when we told you to do it <laughs> while we're on the show, and uh, you can go ahead and do that now. Uh, but it is uh, something that then you have to run PowerShell and, and get going, and that PowerShell is not ready yet, right? Or at least hasn't mm. been released, right, Daryl? Mm. Well, that seems to be the mechanism they're using for making it available. Unlike some features where it will appear in your tenant between the dates of this and that, um, or not, maybe it'll be uh, updated because the rollout times are different. Um, this one depends on a SharePoint script to be made available, PowerShell script, uh, to, to actually go through and configure this. And really what it's achieving is creating an app package for Teams, which you will use within Teams Admin Center to um, deploy to, to people um, within the desktop application. So that's its end goal. But like Daniel said, there's a few things that you need to do beforehand, like setting the, the home site. And in fact, when I look at that script, and I'll just say this as a last point to finish off, um, there seems to be some things that you need to have available to describe the app, to say, this is the icon I want to use. And so really do, um, actually the, the link that I recommend, just just search for, and we'll probably put this in the, the description um, or comments below, uh, the step-by-step -step guide to set up Viva connections in Teams desktop. There are a couple of other pages that take you through, but I think this is the best one that covers everything. Um, so, right, uh, down below. Yeah, yeah, we'll put that in the notes. So we'll, Excellent. that sounds great. That <laughs> you sounds... were muted, Daniel. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. No, you, you were, you were, look. Well, this is a Teams meeting, so it, it's perfectly fine. But yeah, so that is going to be available 31st of March. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also wondering if, you know, if the world is rushing to run this, will they need to have capacity to deal with all the processing of these PowerShell scripts? Right. I mean, if, if you know, people... Viva Connections is... Viva is... Microsoft Viva is something that uh, people are excited about. And so here we are bringing two things that people get excited about, I think, in the collaboration space, Viva Connections and Microsoft Teams. And so I think there's going to be a lot of people that run out and and do this on March 31st to get, you know, to give it a try. I think make sure that you are testing and, you know, you I would say don't just throw it out there for your users, you know, let's let's have a proper communication plan and testing plan. So that's all. Mm. Great. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, next message, Daniel. Um, this is again staying with Teams and uh, giving us a bit of control around a meeting experience. Yeah, this is prevent attendees from sharing video feed in Microsoft Teams meeting MC two four four seven four five, and it, this is a very well named message. So this is really giving the ability for meeting organizers uh, before the meeting to set up 
whether they want to allow attendees to turn on their vin their video or not. And uh, this is rolling out mid uh, April through late April, uh, not rolling out in stages. This is rolling out globally uh, during mid to late April. Um, so I said organizers. So organizers are the only ones that have the meeting options. Um, link and can set the meeting options before the meeting starts. So before the meeting, organizers can turn it off and say, I don't want attendees to turn on their video. But during the meeting, organizers or any presenter can then allow attendees to, to kind of basically override that and allow attendees to turn on their video if they would like, or they can pick and choose who they want to allow to turn on mm -hmm. their video. Uh, this is, I, I think, when we when we uh, couple this with uh, several other features that Teams is rolling out and has rolled out, um, this is allowing you to have a bit of an experience where you don't uh, have distractions. You don't have it's more of a presentation than an interaction uh, kind of experience where mm. instead of people being you know, distracted by what people are doing on video, you know, while you're presenting, they can focus on the content and focus on you uh, as the presenter. So I'm, I'm excited about this. And uh, I, I think it's, it will be something that I use for um, presentations sometimes, you know, if, if I'm doing a webinar, for instance, I might try this. Um, and uh, I think, you know, it's something that you can easily test in your environment. So coming in about a month or so is that one um so let's stay in teams if you're okay with that daryl uh, sure, let's, let's throw in a wrench not a wrench let's throw in another platform called forms how about that <laughs> oh forms okay well and but we're still staying with the teams meeting experience aren't we yes we are yeah so it's uh, about making it possible to use uh Teams polls powered by forms within a meeting experience. This is MC245021. Um, now, I think this is this is going to uh, help with meeting organizers who want to um, plan for interaction within their meetings. Um, I'm I'm glad to see that with this feature you can create these polls ahead of time. And I'll just talk you through it a bit. All right. You, as a meeting organizer, of course, you create your meeting. Um, when you're creating your meeting within Teams in particular, you can add tabs to your meeting experience, can't you? And um, the forms or polls will be another tab that you can add. And so ahead of time, if I want to ask questions of people throughout the uh, meeting that I'm trying to create or trying to uh, plan for, um, I can come up with my questions, plan it ahead of time, and um, then when it comes to the meeting time, I can uh, publish or show those forms. Now, the um, experience that a attendee will have when a form is published or poll is published, it will pop up within the meeting stage, um, and it will also um, show within chat. So Daniel's showing that pop-up experience there on, on screen. So it's it's going to be hard for uh, someone to miss. Um, they won't, you know, it won't just be in chat and then they'll miss it if they're just focusing on content. 
Um, what, what do you think about the options there, Daniel? What are we seeing there? Yeah, the experience, I think, is something that I'm going to really have to test out because uh, as you talked about, and I'm showing the screen here, um, the experience of, um, and this is a screenshot, of, you know, I'm drafting these polls. Mm. How how do I and how does that experience uh, work as a organizer as, or as a, as a presenter, I guess, to launch mm. and have then the pop-up happen? So, you know, what is that going to be like? How is that going to fill um, for the presenter? Because it needs to be smooth, mm. uh, you know, I think. And I hope it I is. Think you've, you know, I hope, you've, I hope you've really touched on something yeah. there, Daniel, because I think um, if you're flying solo, you're presenting solo, it, it looks like you have to go back to that forms or polls tab in your meeting mm -hmm. and then choose to launch it. And so that'll be quite a jarring experience for someone who's presenting. But if you're yeah. palling up with someone as a co-pilot, then that shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, and I, I think it also depends on how you're presenting because if you're ha you have one screen and you're actually sharing your desktop, then mm. everyone's going to see you switch back to that tab, right, to launch the poll. If yeah. you have one screen or multiple screens, but if you have one screen and you're sharing the presentation of PowerPoint, not mm -hmm. you know not your whole desktop then they won't see you going back. Uh, or mm. if you have multiple, you can have it on a separate screen. I, I feel like uh, it will take practice to be good at this. And I just hope people take the time to do that, uh, to, mm. you know, to be able to just switch and go, okay, I'm, let's talk about this now. And it not be that delay that we all experience in meetings where people have to unshare or they're trying to go share and, and you're just sitting there like, why can't this be yeah. easier, you know? Um, yeah. So I, th that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, just based on that screenshot, so you don't have to go back to it, but um, I think it was showing there the, the PowerPoint um, presented from within Teams. So it, it looks like we're hoping that you can switch between that form and launching it without interrupting necessarily the PowerPoint that you are presenting. Yeah. The other thing that, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to, I think that will work just fine. Um, mm. Again, I just, it just depends on how you're, if you are using that feature or if you're sharing your desktop, then, you know, so. Mm. We have focused a lot as we talked about this on uh, organizing that form beforehand. You can create your poll during the meeting if it's just, ad hoc right again um i don't imagine you'd want to be doing that as a presenter because it really would break the flow unless you can talk through some of the options and say okay what what four things are we going to poll on and then just do it on screen um but you can throw it up there on on the fly um now yeah talked enough about this just to say that you can also uh, look at these results in real time you can take those results and export them into an excel um, so all these sorts of advantages of running the poll out of forms. Mm -hmm. This is rolling out mid-April and complete late April. I just said that about the message we talked about before. Uh, and so I just want to point that out, that it seems like there's going to be lots of things rolling out mid-April, you know, the yeah. end of April. So, and Definitely. teams. 
All right. Let's talk about something that's not teams. Although, you know, teams are supposed to be getting this. But anyway, uh, is the sharing experience. Uh, so adding quick permissions to the OneDrive and SharePoint share control, MC244885. And this is for targeted release late March, so just in a couple weeks through early April, and then standard release early April through mid-April. And this is really bringing the ability to choose if the person you're sharing with uh, or group or several people uh, can have edit or view permissions. And it's bringing that, though, to right onto the share screen itself. And I'll scroll down here and show instead right now. Uh, the way this works is if I want to change, I'm sending a link, the defaults edit, but I want only view, then I have to click on the link setting details. So, you know, where it says in this screenshot, it says people in Microsoft with the link can edit. I have to click that. It brings up a new window. I then have to go and uncheck the box of allow editing. It's just a lot. Of, it's a lot of clicks, and frankly, it's the one thing I do so much. Uh, that's the one. It's probably sixty percent, seventy percent of the time I'm doing a share link. I am. I just want them to view, um, and that's you know that's me personally. Others may want to, you know do edit, but anyway. Um, so I change that a lot, but they're bringing it right here onto the share main share screen itself, the send link screen. We can change it to being edit or, uh, it, you know, the default edit here, but changing it to just view. So I like it. I, if you often use the default of the sharing, meaning if you have the default such as this, that uh, the link is for people in your organization, or you can set it to a default of um, the, of everyone, you know, anyone with the link, but, you know, uh, if you're comfortable with the default, then great. All you have to do is change that and click either send or uh, if you want to send the email or if you just want to copy a link, you could do that um, straight away and just get on with it instead of having so many clicks. So um, it's kind of a quick update there. But um, Daryl, do you like it? I think it will um, drive a bit of behavior around choosing the right permission. Because it was tucked further down on the form, as you say, and I think most people would have just stuck with the defaults. The kind of behavior I see is a lot of people just go share, and they won't even necessarily change the yep. audience. They'll just yeah, go, exactly. everyone in my org. Um, and, th and those are different. Defaults edit. Yeah, well, and, and it's different. You know, those permissions are different. You know, anyone... Uh, the There is a, a slight difference between people in my org and... Uh, people I'm sending this to. So basically, if I'm if I select people I'm sending this to, you know, who I'm sharing this with, it's a non-transferable token, meaning mm. it is to them and only them. If they forward your email to someone else in the organization, that someone else will not be able to click it and will not be able to view it. So if you're trying to control the document that way, then that's good. If you the default is people in my org then and I think I'm just sending it to these three people or whatever, but they forward it around to a hundred other people in my organization. Every one of those people get access to it uh, mm. because it because they had that it is a transferable token. They can 
as, as soon as they get it and they click on it, it, it assigns the permissions right then. So now they have permissions to document. And like you said, most people just run through it and, and edit as the default. And they just, now they're giving edit permissions to whoever gets the email. So yeah. making it easier to control that, I think is great. Definitely. By bringing it front and center, that helps yeah, a lot. Exactly. Let's uh, do some quick mentions, shall we? Yeah. Well, this first one um, is certainly a quick mention, um, but but it's also something that you may find useful if you are uh, working with SharePoint pages. Focus mode for modern SharePoint pages, MC244912. Focus mode, a little like when you go into focus mode in Word, it's about tucking away all the additional stuff and letting you focus on the content of the page. So in your SharePoint experience, that means it's tucking away the um, navigation, um, the global navigation, the site navigation, header images, so that if you're either reading content, let's say it's a news page, or if you're authoring content, then you're just focused on that content within the middle of the page and you can you can carry on from there. Now, the interesting thing about it uh, in terms of behavior is, let's say that you have some navigation in the middle of that page and you're reading that page, turn focus mode on. And when you click a link on that page, if the next page that loads is the same site that you um, turned on focus mode, focus mode will remain active. If it takes you off to another site, then focus mode will turn off. So interesting behavior there, mm -hmm. um, but I think it will be useful. It's worth a quick mention. This is rolling out early May and should be complete late May. Yep. I think it's it's good. I, I'd like to see the telemetry on it, to be honest. I, I just don't know, you know, how often it's going to be used. And I'd like to see it. Maybe <laughs> I'm wrong. Let's... Yeah. I, I, let's get, I'm done with the, um, with non teams. Let's get back to teams. Um, it's a joke people. <laughs> so we're going to do a couple quick mentions here that are, uh, updates, meaning things have changed. So the first one up is updated Microsoft teams revised in meeting share experience MC two, three, five, one, one, one. We talked about this before and really though, the, the update here. And you'll notice it was uh, published January 19th. And but the update here is that the rollout timeline has changed to mid-April, end of April. Anybody remember, again. anybody remember me mentioned that before? Um, so this is going to be bundled in with the updates that are sent that we've already talked about. But this is the um, sharing experience uh, changing a little bit in your meetings. No longer that sharing tray that goes along the bottom and confuses right. people. It'll tuck away up in the top right corner. Right. So, oops, sorry about that. People flipping. Uh, the next update is the Microsoft Teams Dynamic View, uh, MC242824. Uh, this is, again, the update here is just rollout. We talked about this. This is published March 3rd. Uh, we've talked about this on the show before. Uh, the new rollout is mid-April to the end of April. Anybody remember the, that time frame? Yes, this is another one that's being delayed. Same kind of time Seeing frame. a pattern. Mm -hmm. I am seeing a pattern. So uh, that one is going to be um, coming out in the next month or so. 
So that's cool. And Daryl, what about, yes, should we switch products or should we stay in teams? Well, let's stay in teams. Okay. Okay. Uh, Another quick mention, Um, but this is more on the side of making it easier to create teams. Um, Teams templates, customizable website tabs in teams templates. That's MC244741. What am I talking about? As a teams admin, you can create templates for teams and make them available for your org to create teams. You have been able to add apps that you might want to pre-populate these templates with. And this change uh, is referencing the website app or website tab. And you can now configure a website ahead of time and that tab will load the website that you might want to load. Uh, There are some quirks around it because it has been in in beta for a bit. And the strange thing is the advice, if it doesn't work properly, then you ask your users to remove the, well, rather the owner of the team to remove the tab and add it back again. So that kind of negates it. Yeah, if it doesn't work, then fix it. Yeah, recreate it. Um, And it is just a website tab, people, okay? It's... You know, so if you're trying to do anything fancy within this um, and you're expecting pass-through authentication, all that sort of stuff, remember, there are some restrictions. But mm-hmm. at least you can do it ahead of time and guide your people with a Teams template to a certain con- piece of content that you might want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is rolling out uh, late March, so now-ish, and complete early April. Let's get on to my one of my favorite probably top three favorite segments of the show which is kind of funny that those that keep up with the show we ha- we're, we only have three segments right now so anyway <laughs> the let's do callback so we have yeah. a callback f- about the web park toolbox updates i should have asked you daniel if you would be ready to to jump into a page and and show this i didn't check with you if you'd actually had it land but let me talk through it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the web part toolbox when you go into edit mode on a modern page and you want to search for a web part and add it to the page that web part picker what they call the web part toolbox is changing you'll still have a search box you will still have a list of applications but there we go on screen um, what you'll have is a yeah a new drop down or right what do we call it sorry a um, yeah a drop down menu for the categories. Um, you can also change the view from grid to list. Um, and when you so go back to grid there, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, what you will notice is we used to have for each category almost like a limit of so many apps and then it would say click to show more Mm -hmm. we don't have that anymore everything is viewable from that that list from the get-go i admit i use the search box most of the time Mm -hmm. to look for something that i want to put on a page but i do think that this tidy up of the the toolbox is helpful i do too and i think it is when you're editing a page, sometimes there's different times when you're editing a page. Sometimes you know exactly what you want. You're like, I need to add YouTube. So you come in here and just, you know, search for YouTube and there it is. And you can get on with your business. Um, mm-hmm. 
but there's other times where you're like, I need to snazzy this thing up. And that snazzy is that a, a word? Uh, I need Schnazzy. to I need to make this pretty. Let's let's look at the web parts and see what it is that I can add here to make it look pretty. And so sometimes it it's like, oh wait, what is the sites thing? Oh, maybe I want to uh, add that. You know, you know. So it kind of depends on what your intent is. But I really like. Uh, this showing them all instead of having to expand, you know, you could do the expand and it would show them all. And it's like, why do I need that extra click? Um, mm. I'm also, I also like this descriptions. So right. if you switch, switch over to the list view, yes, it's a long list. Okay. People, but it tells you exactly what they are. So for people maybe that are not familiar with it or new page authors or, you know, there's there's some new stuff in here that you maybe you haven't used previously. You can read what it is before you start adding it to your page. So I really like that. There is a quirk about this. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but I'm in list. Wow. I've scrolled down. I go back. Mm -hmm. I am scrolled down. <laughs> um, if I go oh, back okay. to the uh, grid view, um, it doesn't start me back up at the top of the grid. Um, did it? Did it start you though? In the list view, did it keep you at that same app that you were looking at in the no, list? No, no. Ah, okay. it didn't. So oh, well. if I I'm looking at text and media content, and I click on mm -hmm. list, then it it really is just kind of where you are. I think a kind of a percentage of the scroll bar or something. So it's a little right. bit of quirk. I'm going to report that as a bug. Um, we'll see if that gets fixed. Maybe it's a maybe I'll probably get a response from the engineer of works as intended. I love those responses mm. from engineers. Have you had to install many uh, custom apps in SharePoint or maybe third-party apps mm. from mm -hmm. Internet in a Box? Yeah. yeah. Where do they usually fit in terms of the categories? Because uh, if I think yeah. of learning pathways, it's in the advanced category, which is always at the bottom. Yeah, they are. That is correct. Right. Yeah. Custom apps are always in the advanced category. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. So... I th I think it's a good update. In fact, it the um adding a web part to a page hasn't really changed for a long time in modern. Mm. I mean, it just really hasn't. There's been some tweaks, but I, I feel like this is more than a tweak. And what do you think? I mean, do you like this? Yeah, um beforehand, I think uh, much like I, I made that comment around advanced web parts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're not using the search box, you've probably developed some scroll memory, some muscle memory that if I scroll down, scroll, just scroll, scroll, you know, scroll. one or two scrolls, mm -hmm. I'm going to hit the category that I'm after, mm -hmm. and I'm going to find that app. Um, and so this, you know, helps to tidy up that experience. Mm -hmm. um, don't know about the, I mean, the list view, which shows the descriptions, is interesting. But I'm kind of a visual person. If I don't want the web, if I don't know what the web part is. I'm going to put it on my page anyway and go, what is this? What does this do? Hmm. Well, it'd okay. be kind of interesting if you hovered over and it popped up a modal of a mm. preview of the web. That would be interesting. Now, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's too much. Maybe, I don't know. But anyway, that is our callback for this week. I hope you, I hope everyone enjoyed that and, and goes make use of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think we'll have a lot to call back on in April. All these updates that are um, updated delivery times. Or not. Or not. Mm. As I cringe of, I hope they make their their dates, you know. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I want to say we have a clubhouse uh, meeting again scheduled for this week. We had a good time in the clubhouse. I think yeah. uh, that we had a, a, a couple of new folks and it was a great experience, I think. Um, so please, uh, if you're not on clubhouse, it is iOS only. So iPad or iPhone right now. But um, if you're on clubhouse, you can go to clubhouse.365mcs.com. I think that's the right URL. And I'm going to try it right now just to make <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, Three six five mcs.org. No, not .org. .com. Don't do .org. It doesn't go anywhere. It is .com. And then uh, join our club. It is the 365 Message Center Show Club. Uh, but we do have one scheduled for this week, and we'll uh, sit and chat with you. Hopefully, uh, you know, just raise your hand um, and uh, you know, say hey, I want to talk, and we'll and we'll engage with you, right, Daryl? I enjoy that time. Yeah. Well, I do too, um, because, you know, this is the opportunity for us to also talk as a community about what we're seeing and, and how we see these things landing. Um, enjoy having Joe um, along uh, frequently to, to talk about um, the compliance and security aspect of things. Um, and, yeah, I think there's just been some some good, uh, good attendance, uh, which we do want to lift. We do want to be able to hear back from you so we can mention some of these opinions and thoughts within the show. Yeah, and we've grown in membership. I think we had four <laughs> maybe a couple of weeks ago. We have 17 members now and, and quite a few followers. So uh, in addition to that, so please come and join us. If you need an invite, hit us up on Twitter mm -hmm. or LinkedIn or whatever on the 365 MCS, and we can get you an invite, okay? So um, anyway, so join us this week. And so we will uh, catch you next time. Uh, bye for now. Bye-bye.